1: What is up, an educated duo podcast fam? My name is Pablo. And I'm Gerald. And what's up, man? How you been? I'm chilling, bro. Just got back from vacation. Yeah, we've been out the studio for at least, what, a week? <laughs> uh, fucking took
0: me like... So we got I got back on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I took off till Thursday because you need, you need those extra days to acclimate back to, you know, regular sleep schedule and shit. Oh, my first day of work, dude, it was such a bitch. Fucking went in seven to four and I was like, even with those three extra days, it's still I couldn't really like fix my sleep schedule completely. So I was like fucking tired as fuck. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not used to standing like in the same spot anymore for like a week, Uh huh. but like my feet were kind of hurting. It was kind of bullshit.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I don't work. So it was like normal when I went. True. But after
0: vacations, I feel like your motivation for work is just so out the window. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I wish I could just live like this all the time, you know, just be, be have the money to go eat out or just do whatever I want. Because it's just nice. Yeah, yeah. That freedom is so fucking dope. And then you come back to like your regular life and not to say my regular life isn't cool, but it's like, fuck, I got to wake up for work now. Get back on this like weird ass schedule where I can only do stuff like for so many hours a day.
1: Yeah, works. Working sucks, dude. I Fucking hate it. That's so why I'm trying to make something happen, you know. Yeah, bro. I, we
0: need those passive incomes. We need that secondary money stream. That money making idea. Yeah. We need to Jeff Bezos the shit out of this. Yeah. And make a new company. Slave labor. Slave labor. Yeah.
1: Outsource to China. Outsource podcast production to Chinese kids. Yeah, because they were talking about how like working for Amazon is like new day slave work and shit. Cause they literally track like every minute you're at their company. They know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. As soon as your phone gets close enough, it's like synced to their weird app system. Right. Something like that. Yeah. And then like, if you have to go to the restroom, you have to like clock out or they have to know you're going and shit. It's fucking weird, dude. I saw a
0: thing actually about that. where like, you'll get like a 20 minute break, right? Or let's say you get a 30 minute lunch break. But if you're on one side of the building, they have designated break areas and you have to take your break there. It could take you 10 minutes to get to the break area, but it still counts as like your break 10 minutes off your break. Yeah. So like some even people if you make it
1: there, you're going to be late back. <laughs> exactly. So some people like get there and then eat for like five minutes and they have to go back. Not even dude. If it takes you 10 minutes to get there, your breaks fucking 10 minutes. 15 minutes. Oh,
0: if your breaks only 15 minutes. Yeah.
1: Sucks ass, yeah.
0: All right, well, we start all our episodes with the one gotta go. Um, I went to vacation on Vegas, or I went to Vegas, so we're doing this one gotta go on like Vegas residencies, so shows that are in Vegas permanently right now. And we just picked four that seemed like they covered a diverse group, right? Like, they're yeah, all, yeah, well, different.
1: like two of them for sure we picked because you went in and saw them, yeah, so I you actually get saw some perspective.
0: Those. Okay, so we we went with the Jabberwockies, which is like a breakdance group. It's like a dance show. Then you got Chris Angel Mind Freak. He's a magician. Used to have a popular ass TV show. Depending on how old you are, you probably remember it. Uh, the Blue Man Group, which is what like a I feel like group. I feel like the Blue Man Group is EDM before EDM, like they had that techno EDM vibe, but like not to the extent it is now, right? Yeah. Plus, they fucking paint themselves blue. Then you got the Circus de Soleil. And that's just like a weird ass. It's
1: like acrobatics and shit.
0: Yeah, it's like performance slash opera slash acrobatics. But like it's always done in like a weird theater type. It's like a
1: show. It's definitely a variety show. There's, sure. it, there's
0: different ones, though. There's like a ver- there's a kid version, like a family friendly version. And there's like a more adult like it's got like more sexual tones to it it's not like a strip show or anything but it's just got like more adult type content yeah yeah all right so we're going with those four you want me to go first or what yeah go ahead man all right so i went to vegas and i went to go see chris angel and the jabberwockies and i enjoyed the jabberwockies the most so i'm just gonna go with them number one because i've like i've experienced it And I'm a little biased. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was a big fan of uh, America's Best Dance Crew when I was, like, in high school and shit. And they were one of those groups. They won, like, the first season. And now they're in Vegas. So I immediately recognized their name when I was looking for a show to watch. Because you go to Vegas, you want to see some cool shit, like a magician or something, right? Yeah. So I saw that shit. I was like, hey, let's do this. We went. And to be honest, like, their energy is fucking dope. Like, you go in there and... They start off the show and it kind of starts like immediately, right? Like once the show actually begins, like. Most places you go, they'll be like, oh, turn off your phone, no cameras or whatever, right? But like they make it a point like right at the beginning where they're like, oh, if you want to take pictures and record and shit, do it. Because I guess their shows are always different. It's because they're struggling. <laughs> it's because they're struggling. <laughs> that was a pretty full theater. when They like right? promote it. But, um. God, it's just, I don't know, it was like a concert, but with no words, right? Because they they were playing hits, like music-wise, they played like West Coast rap hits, East Coast, uh, hits from the South, and then they played a bunch of like the, uh, the songs that people can like dance along to, right? Then they kind of also hit you with a curveball where they're like throwing out like classic rock, uh, pop songs, just genres of music you wouldn't expect from like a hip-hop breakdance crew. Plus, they have like a the- theatrical aspect to it, you know. There's like before each like routine or like during the routines, they're also kind of telling a story through it. Like there's certain ones where they did a basically like a Jabberwocky that was like a girl, and the whole routine is like them doing like a performance where they're they're like painting her, but they're like break dancing at the same time. So it was just dope, and they give you that. I don't know just it seemed so interactive right because they came up they come out into the crew, into the uh, audience and they dance around the audience and because it's such a small theater like it feels like they're hyping the shit out of the crowd and fucking there's ladies behind us and in front of us that were like getting up and like fucking twerking and booty clapping and shit and like just get get <laughs> into the music bro like they were fucking it was like a crazy vibe in there and I just felt like the I don't know made it worth it it made it seem like this is what I expected you know what i paid for
1: cool man so you got jabberwockies off the list number one
0: yeah i bought a jersey too i bought a fucking oh geez you know the uh what are those jerseys the baseball jerseys you know it how like a bunch, a bunch of people yeah you know how a bunch of people like sell them and with different shit it says uh what does it say i think it says like g like the g-e-e the end of jabberwocky or whatever on the back with like a number uh-huh and i think the front has says like uh jabba or something I have it in my suitcase. I can't specifically remember it. I just remember it being like, I need this fucking Jersey and I bought it and I think it was like 120 bucks. So it did look
1: like a small theater. How, how many people are in there? I want to say it can't be more than like a hundred. Right? No, it's, it's more like, than a, it's more than a hundred. It is. Yeah.
0: Cause like all these fucking hotels in Vegas, bro, they got like amphitheaters, like little like, or giant theaters and shit. Cause the, the Jabberwocky one, if I was guessing, 300 people okay you know kind of like uh if you went to go see a comedian or something like those smaller theaters yeah so i think it's like 300 people in there because when we went to chris angel too um his was probably more than that his was probably like 500 people because it had like it was kind of set up like a low level middle level top level but it was kind of like lined up almost so like it's still a small room but it was stacked up And theirs was just like one flat area. Right on, man. It's cool, though. Yeah, it looked like a small, small small-ass theater. (laughs) It was small. But you know how, like, space can be fucking... It could feel like you don't fit that many people in there, but when you look around, it really was like a shit ton of people. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it felt like that. Right on, man. Well, I'm going to move on to my number one. All right. Never seen any of these shows, just a disclaimer. But I've heard of all of them and I at least know of them. Okay. Um, But I'm going to go with Jabbawockies 2, number one. Nice. It's just such a big throwback. Like, I can't imagine the show you're talking about. What I picture is like what they did on like America's Dan- Best Dance Crew or whatever. They did one of their routines from that. Yeah, because, I mean, they were just like so innovative about it. And then you learn what like the true concept of it is i guess what they talk about is that they wear the masks so you don't know who is who or what you know they they do that on purpose it's so they, they all look uniform credit, right? and shit yeah so like if somebody does something you don't know who the fuck's doing it because they all get mixed up and shit so um yeah and a lot of the like the storytelling that they did through their dance was fucking awesome and i can only imagine like how that it's amplified in their own show because how long is the show 2 hours? 2 hour, hours? Holy two shit. 2 hours, hour and a half. You know how hard it would be to entertain somebody doing that shit and they do it from what the sounds of it amazingly, you know?
0: Oh yeah, it was fucking dope.
1: So, um, yeah, Jabbawockies, it's an easy one. I mean, you you went over a lot of the shit even before you went to the show that you were a fan and stuff. I think it's the same for me, dude. I'm I'm kind of biased with the Jabbawockies. Cuz they're the first dance crew that like like even in Seasons following that first season when they won like they always talked about the Jabbawockeez always talked about the Jabbawockeez And it was crazy to me because I watched this new dance show called um world of dance Okay, it's basically like a competition where they bring a bunch of dancers from all different types of genres and fucking Compete and shit like ballet and stuff. Yeah. Yeah And the Jabbawockeez were on there and they fucking got out first round dude. I was like, what the fuck? But it's cuz in those shows like contemporary dancing always wins cuz it has like a stronger message you know
0: well it's not even that it's cuz like when they judge points and shit you know like they 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 judge them off of like difficultness how, and stuff how man. well they like if their toe was truly pointed as high as it should have been or like if they could what's that turn called like a pirouette or like a, how many turns they could do yeah yeah
1: but it's not even ballet that usually makes it bro cuz ballet and like contemporary are two different things yeah, that contemporary is when they do, like, the weird-ass, like... That's what I'm telling you, though. Contemporary just fucking... Like, they do such a good job of catching emotions and shit. Where, like, Jabbawockeez is, like... Not necessarily, like, storytelling, even though, like, a lot of their routines from the first season of ABDC was, like, storytelling. But um, it's more, like, hard and raw, you know? Just, like, fucking freestyling sort of almost. I don't know. A lot of the dance moves, I guess, aren't as difficult as contemporary dancing. And when you're in a group too, it's like, I'm not going to say easier, but like, it's a lot harder when you're by yourself trying to tell a story and shit, you know, or with two people. Dancing's so, biased as fuck too, too. Yeah.
0: Just to be real, like it's biased as fuck to the, uh, like hip hop world, you know, like break dancing wasn't even considered like, uh, a dance form. Like, a, yeah, form? like a respected art form for a long time. Just cause it's like, different from what traditional dancing is you know the streets dude yeah yeah it's like it's a whole different type of way to do something you know
1: yeah yeah so i mean jabberwocky's number one because i always feel like they're like the epitome of what like break dancing and like hip-hop dancing is you know like people know the jabberwocky's yeah they were in fucking movies and all
0: kinds of golden state games fucking halftime
1: shows for like lakers and shit they
0: were at the uh they're in those
1: breakdance movies. What are those movies called? Step up. The
0: step up movies. They were in those. Yeah.
1: They're just iconic, bro. Like those masks fucking legit. Fuck with them. So Jabba is number one for me. Plus, it's
0: one of those things that people love, you know, like I don't care who you are. Like you could be like the most redneck motherfucker in the world or you could be the most like liberal person ever. Or maybe you're just like a weirdo. Yeah. Like when you watch somebody break dance or somebody just dance, I think it goes for dance in general. When you see somebody who can really dance, you kind of just get like mesmerized by it, you know? Because it's like you, it's just dope as shit to see it. Yeah, yeah. You don't even care like what the genre is. You're just like, oh, that was sick. This dude just fucking did a head spin for two minutes. That's like, crazy, like man. ain't nobody else doing that. Or at least your the whole one you know. body
1: weight just spinning on your head. That shit's awesome.
0: All right, well, we'll move on to my second one, right? Number two for me, I'm going to go with the Blue Man Group. Holy fuck. And I haven't been to the Blue Man Group. And I know that they used to be like hella popular. And now they have like a weird Las Vegas, like a Las Vegas show, right? But I just think that when you go to a show, the ones that are going to be the coolest is going to be like a concert. Like, no matter what, going to a concert like you're part of the show, right? You go watch a magician or you go watch like the Cirque du Soleil or you go watch a fucking a play in, uh on Broadway or something, yeah, whatever yeah. it is like, it's cool, but you're more of a witness to the show than you are like in the actual like show. Right. Or like when you go to a concert or like the blue man group or an EDM show, rap, whatever it is, like the audience is so much more, interactive like there's so much more like waving your hand you know jumping up and down like there's a real energy that goes through you when it comes to like the music fucking just bumping loud as fuck and you having a good time yeah yeah so i feel like when you go to like a blue man group even though i've never been i know that they got that like techno style shit and i'm sure they do all kinds of crazy like visuals on stage of course yeah they got a I mean, motherfuckers paint themselves blue, right? Full experience, man. Yeah. So I feel like, it's, yeah. So I feel like it's going to just immerse you in this dope ass feeling. And even me who doesn't really know how to dance, dude, I'll just fucking jump up and down right there. Just fucking enjoy the whole fucking thing. Plus when you're, Oh, excuse me. Plus once you're around, like energy like that is contagious. So like if the whole audience starts to feel it, you're going to start to feel it. And it just kind of amplifies the show and like your overall experience. Cause everybody's fucking like feeding off of each other. And you're all like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, oh shit. that's and then, cool yeah. And then just like a beat drop or something, like everybody just starts fucking going crazy. Especially if you can get the audience to like r- do something all at the same time, you know? Like everybody, every performer does that shit where they're like, oh, I'm gonna say this, uh, you repeat it after me, like you repeat it. And then like, it's just dope as fuck. So I feel like no matter what, out of any shows you can see, music just like beats most so i think the blue man group even though i've never done it or been there i think their shit would be fucking dope the only reason i probably didn't even go to that was because like i ain't trying to go to the blue man group with my mom bro <laughs> <laughs> why not i don't know it just feel weird to go to a concert with my mom unless it's like a mexican show i'd go to like a a band like a mexican band with my mom but i don't know if i'd go to like the blue man group or like fucking kid cuddy concert with my mom or something
1: come on man it's a family show yeah but i don't know man just i don't know yeah because you know personally i don't see the blue man group as like a concert it's weird i don't know it's music though right yeah 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 it's like drum beating and shit and like xylophones and shit xylophones but it's more than that you know i don't know so Blue Man Group's my number two, too. It's kind of weird right, <laughs> when you're right. saying it. There you go. Um, I just feel like it's an experience because you even get wet during that show. Like paint? Yeah, like paint or like water because they're beating on like drums with like paint and water and shit on them. So people that are really close to it end up getting wet and shit. Um, are and you watching like a video of it? Yeah, yeah. I was watching the show. I was watching. I'm watching a video now, but I was watching videos before this. Uh where I saw people that would come out like super drenched after the show. Cause it's like really an experience. Cause while they are creating music, they're like immersing you in it too, you know? Like it's visually like pleasing. It's not something that you just wanna like listen to, you know? Okay. Like the beats they're making and shit. So yeah, Blue Man Group's gonna go number two for me. Cause I feel like it's more than just a concert. It's like a suit, it's like an experience, you know? And I've never been to like EDM shit. But I've only picture like that I've been to one e d m thing they have like a thing called the paint fight, yeah, like, yeah where I've you, heard of that. everybody
0: goes in white and basically it's just like
1: a big old paint fight right? yeah
0: loud ass e d m music and they shoot paint at you the whole time, like just endless amounts of fucking paint getting shot at you from like paint cannons that like throw it in the air and it hits you and shit, yeah, and it's cool as fuck, but honestly, the paint part of it doesn't even really matter like I get the i get the whole like oh cool like. You're going to have this very unique shirt depending on where you were, like a tie-dye type feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's just the music. Like the music and a big crowd of people, and, and it's just a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah, because to me, like the Blue Man Group, like I wouldn't listen to their music. I would never listen, to never. But like visualizing it, seeing it, you know, that's that's what makes the show to me. I can't even, what's their most popular song? I'm Blue Dabba Dada. What? Y'all listen up, here's a story. Is that a blue man? No, nah, it's not. I was gonna say yeah But it's I think not. they do play that song.
0: Probably. I don't fucking know. I know my friends and like when I was in elementary school, maybe maybe junior high. My friend like got tickets to the blue man group and he was like all hype about it. Uh huh. He's he like, fuck yeah, we're gonna go see the blue man group. But at the time I was like, the what? The fuck is the blue man group, bro? That was like when I was hard into like Eminem, you know? Eminem was the shit. <laughs> And they were like, no, we're going to go fucking to the blue man group. And I was like, that sounds stupid as fuck.
1: And now you're like, fuck.
0: But now I feel like it'd be cool. But it, it, I mean, they've been in Vegas forever, bro. It's got to be like legit.
1: Yeah, there's no way you survive in a Vegas show without being like an experience. You know? Yeah, you
0: got to be able to bring the audience every time or else they're just going to like boot you out. You're going to end up like, I don't know, in fucking Reno.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah, dude.
0: Um, so it's an easy blue man
1: group number two for
0: me I'm down to my last two I got Chris Angel Mind Freak and Circus De and I'm keeping Chris Angel pretty easy for me mainly just because this this circus thing like I'm sure it's cool or whatever but I'm just not really into weird ass performances like that like I feel like I'd watch it and I'd be more like the fuck is this clown like doing you know because they do like weird costume like creepy ass visuals just stuff that i've never really been into like i get that it's like super popular and people like it's one of those things that you hear about that you have to do you know when you go to vegas like it's in movies it's in all kinds of shit yeah yeah but i'd rather go see chris angel i'd rather go see like any magician like magicians are just dope it's a uh, that sense of wonder bro where you're like how the fuck did they just do that trick because like i went to the chris angel show and he fucking he brought up like four girls from the audience and he's all like tapping into their fears and shit and he was a he was funny and doing magic shit at the same time like one girl he's like figures out she's scared of clowns and then he like looks up behind her and she like freaks out and turns around but there's nothing there and he's and then he's like Wouldn't it have been fucking awesome, though, like, if a clown just popped up out of nowhere? It would have freaked you the fuck out. (laughs) And then he, like, moves over to, like, the last girl and empties her purse and then puts all the shit back and then picks up her purse again and, like, fucking pulls out a giant-ass snake, scares the shit out of all the women there. So, like, he had a sense of, like, he really knows how to play to the audience, dude. Like, he made these very simple tricks where, like, the camera would zoom in on him seem way cooler than they probably like than it should have been to like a big ass amphitheater and he had like a sense of funny plus his show like the reason we picked him over like the other magicians is because like he does um well first of all the notoriety right he's got like a big ass name he used to be like on mtv and shit i think it was or vh1 whatever the fuck channel it was and like there is he has like a big ass special effects fucking budget there's fucking fire shooting out of the, gr- like he in between tricks. Like he'd be like walking around the stage and there's fucking pyro shooting out of the ground in like 30 directions and like girls behind him doing cartwheels. And they're like, have you ever seen those dudes in like the big ass? Like it's like, it looks like a big old hula hoop and they like get in it and it like spins on the ground and they're just like spinning in a hoop. Yes. Yeah. It's like dudes doing that behind him and shit. And then like all that would clear out and then he'd do a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> And then like, he like, the curtain would fall back and it'd come back up. And then again, there'd be like three fucking girls out there, like whipping the ground with whips and then fucking fire shooting out in different direction, like all kinds of lights. And then he'd appear and do a magic trick. (laughs) So like, he just made it seem really cool. Plus I wasn't bored, you know, I feel like magicians just, they just do cool shit he did one of those crazy ass like escape from uh what do you call those things The like a
1: water tank or something no those
0: crazy ass the straight jackets oh okay he like hung up in the air and escaped from like a straight jacket and then like reappeared like in a seat like at the bottom
1: that's weird and
0: i was like what the fuck
1: <laughs> yeah i was like that's fucking dope bro only the person next to him knew
0: yeah well whoever the fuck knew but i was just like that's cool dude like I know it's all bullshit I know it's all tricks But like It's not like I'm smart enough To fucking figure out How he did it So it's fucking dope Stupefying my mind And shit He did a
1: I'm shocked bro That you picked uh, Chris Angel What? Cause I think you were talking Like not bad about it But you are saying It's kinda like eh Well cause He's also like
0: Okay so he He's floating right He does this trick That I guess is like Super popular for him Where he Where he levitates right and i'm a skeptical fucking person bro he did a bunch of shit that made it seem like he was really levitating like he'd like starts levitating and then he goes underneath like a ladder to prove that there's there's no strings holding him up because like the top of the ladder would have blocked it or whatever and then he also like levitates up and then levitates into this big old there's like this it looks like a hamster wheel they pull a hamster wheel out he levitates into the hamster wheel when they open the door then they close the door Then he like levitates like horizontally. So he's like horizontally floating there, like fucking with his arms and legs, like moving like as if he was walking and the wheel starts spinning. Right. And in my head, I'm like, how the fuck's he doing it? But also in my head, I'm like, I know you're attached to some motherfucking strings. I don't know how you're making the strings not visible to me, but I know you're attached to some fucking strings because I just refuse to believe that the dude's really levitating. You know what I mean? So like, it's, I watched the show and I was like,
1: you're just a little skeptic. Yeah. I was
0: like, this is cool as shit. But at the same time, I was like, there's no fucking way that you were levitating, bro. People don't levitate.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's, what's the hard thing about the last two for me. Cause I have the same last two, right? All right. So the, the Chris angel thing, it's hard for me to get over the fact that his show was so fake.
0: Oh yeah. His show was pretty
1: fake. Like, Like, you sitting there, seeing it, like, that's how I felt on TV when I was watching. I was like, there's no fucking way, dude. Like, this guy's got to either, he sold his soul to the devil, or he's got a string somewhere up his ass or something, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't know, maybe he's just hanging on by his cheeks, you know? (laughs) Up his ass? (laughs) Like, the one place he chooses to put the string is in his ass? It's like, nobody will suspect that. But, uh... So I'm very skeptical about the whole Chris Angel thing because I feel like even growing up, like, to me, he was like the worst magician because he was more of like an illusionist. Less of a magician to me. That's how I know him. Yeah, I guess. Um, And then you got Cirque du Soul, you know, which I fuck with the acrobatics and shit, but it freaks me the fuck out to see people on heights, dude. And they do a lot of that shit.
0: Oh, seeing people do shit like that freaks you out? Yeah, yeah,
1: it freaks me out. I picture them, like, falling to their death and shit.
0: (laughs) It's just weird for me. That show doesn't seem like I get it. It's probably cool, but just is not in, like, my wheelhouse of shit that I think I would enjoy. Like, it's too, like...
1: Well, like, here's my dilemma, bro. Ballet. ballet. At least what Cirque du Sole is doing is real, you know? True. it takes real talent, real strength, real training to do that shit, where, like,
0: well, I think you could argue that for magicians, right? Cause like I know some of their shit like is they're, they're somehow like,
1: like a lot of it is sleight of hand tricking like, you foolery trickery, you know?
0: But like he also did a trick, you know how, like, your, which what's that dude's name? The, the biggest magician in the world?
1: Oh, David Blaine. David
0: Blaine. Yeah. You know how like David Blaine's your, uh, my, Chris angels, your whatever, whoever the fuck they are, like sometimes they're just good at training their body, you know? Cause like he does a trick where he basically, He'd cut through paper with razor blades and then he'd eat them. And then he put like one of those motherfucking throat cameras down his throat and like showed us the blades yeah, in there. What the fuck? And I think that was real. But I think that's something that you can train your that magicians train their bodies to do, you know, like he can like st- I don't know what the like train his gut to like hold it and then like regurgitate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz like that's that I was like, "Oh, that's totally legit." Cuz like motherfuckers put ice picks. There's other dudes that put ice picks to their arms. And that's all, like, body and mental, like, toughness and training.
1: Well, yeah, like, David Blaine puts shit through, like, his cheek, you know? He's, like, trained himself to do that. Yeah, like, when Without bleeding.
0: Up, you know, he throws up the frog and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's training that goes into it f- for both of them. I just feel like a lot more of the magic is, like, fake, you know? Especially, I was into magic for a while. <laughs> right. So, I looked into, like, how to do a lot of tricks, you know? And that kind of ruined it for me. But I still love magic so much, dude, that it's hard. This is hard for me. But I, you know, I don't know if this is a uneducated first, but I'm, I'm gonna go with fucking Chris Angel just because of the magic aspect, you know. You gonna keep him or get rid of him? I'm keeping him. Oh, uh, okay. I'm getting rid of the Cirque du just cause uh, I think it would be entertaining, but the heights thing, like, it would, it would be uncomfortable for me to be watching that shit. Like, it's a lot less uncomfortable for me to see uh, Chris Angel, like, shove a ice pick through his arm or whatever than it is to see somebody up in heights, dude, like...
0: But he was up high, too. Would it freak you out? Because, like, he, when they did the straitjacket thing, they pulled him up on, like, a wire, and he was, like, um, 50 well, feet in the air.
1: But most of the Cirque du is, like, in heights because they're doing acrobatics, basically, up high.
0: I've never been, so... Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I saw videos about it, um... So, I mean, if he's just hanging there, like, in the straitjacket or whatever, for, like, 20 minutes or whatever, it's not really going to bug me as much. I don't know. But when people are, like, free, like... Because, so they have, like, this hamster wheel thing, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, it's, like, spinning up and down, and they, like, are running on it, basically. And it takes them all the way up and all the way down. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And they don't have anything attached to them. So that freaks me the fuck out, you know? But, like, Chris Angel hanging from a string... He's like a pinata to me. So it doesn't freak me out as much. You know, I don't know. That makes sense to me, I
0: guess. Because I, I saw. So there's a, the hotel we stayed at, which is like the shittiest of the biggest hotels. Right. It's called the Circus Circus. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just hard to beat their price. Right. So we're in there and they do like circus acts every hour, like upstairs. And like the there's like an arcade and like a little kid area. And a couple of the circus acts were like trapeze people. Right. So these girls are doing the trapeze and there's like a guy catching them on a, the other swing. They would swing over and do like a flip and he'd catch them, right? And then one chick, she like climbs up an extra thing, a lot of stairs, swings down and she goes for like the double back flip and the guy misses the catch. And then she just falls like 10 feet, 20 feet maybe and like into the net thing. Oh, okay. And she's like totally like so nonchalant, dude. She like hit the net, got up and like did her little like gymnastics, like oh almost made it pose right and i was all like how the fuck are you just like so
1: fucking casual about yeah this. so
0: casual about missing a double backflip especially since they do that shit like half of the net imagine like a casino's underneath then right above the casino there's like a there's like a staircase that takes you to like this little stage but half the net's like over the casino part so like what happens if like she hits his arm in a weird way and like flies off the side of the the net like she's just gonna fucking die face first into a fucking slot machine
1: she's fucking dead dude
0: yeah i mean it's crazy but i like watching shit like that like i don't mind other people doing height shit i'm not gonna do it but if other people do it i'm like ooh, that's fucking cool
1: yeah nah fuck that the more and more i think about it the more bugs me like i hate seeing those like parkour guys or like those extreme guys on like fucking really high buildings and shit
0: yeah, you mentioned that last time.
1: Fucking hate it, bro, so yeah.
0: Alright, well we guess we're both getting rid of the circus de soleil or soul. So how do you even pronounce that fucking word?
1: I I've always heard it as cirque de sole or something like that. You know, like it's all like pretty smooth together. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I, I don't think I'd ever even buy tickets for that. I'm gonna be honest too, like, out of all the magicians in Vegas, like, Chris Angel would probably be the last one I'd go to. He's got a really high-rated show, though.
0: Like we look, I looked up at the ratings. I I picked them also because like we could all sit together because we had to find a place where I could get seven seats. Yeah, yeah. Together, but um, and I I had already seen you know who Matt Franco is. Yes. The guy who won a, AGT man. AGT. I saw him the first year we went to Vegas. So like.
1: He's fucking good too. Yeah,
0: his was cool. So we didn't go to him again. And so it was in between, like, David Copperfield and Chris Angel. And we went to Chris Angel's because we could all sit together. And at David Copperfield, we had to, we would have had to do, like, two seats here, two seats there, two seats somewhere else. Because, like, his was pretty much almost sold out.
1: Yeah, I feel like David Copperfield's, like, a bigger name. I'm surprised Shin Lim wasn't there. I think he is. That, that would have uh, been badass to watch. The young Asian dude? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm telling you, dude, like, like he's, I, I he's even he's told like, you about Penn & Teller that you didn't know about. Like, the Penn & Teller show is, like, really great, too. The Shin Lim dude, he's the guy that does all the crazy card tricks right yeah like the table yeah like uses a lot of effect it's crazy
0: yeah we just went to chris angel because me and my sister used to be big fans of his uh like we liked his show even though a lot of it you could tell was fake honestly but i liked it too but after his show he also did a lot of um he does what fucking david blaine does you know he'll set up a big ass event and it'll be like a one like a one illusion that he does you know that like It's fucking crazy. Like when he did that show where he was floating above the. uh, The pyramid hotel that's in Vegas. Uh Uh-huh. Like I remember watching that live where he was like floating above it because he like walks up the edge and then like floats there. And I still don't believe the motherfucker can really levitate. But at the same time, it's like, how's he doing this? Like, why can't I see a plane or a helicopter holding
1: him up? Well, there was one where he like walked down a building. Like the side of it. Yeah, yeah. How the fuck are you doing that? Yeah, right. I don't. I, I still
0: fucking refuse to believe that he's really levitating. But if he is, motherfucker's weird. I don't know how the hell you get that it's like power. A thing
1: that they're talking about that like he sold his soul to the devil or something. Because he does have like that real gothic vibe, you know. He does do. Yeah, he's got that vibe.
0: Because even his fucking his like theater, bro. Like you walk in and there's this big ass like Harley that's made out of like it's got like a skull type vibe to it yeah yeah like a metal skulls and shit and it's like black and like a very emo vibe and there's like a wall that's got like him and a bunch of celebrities and a couple of them are like they talk to each other so there's like a frame where it's like him and um Flava Flav and he's like Chris Angel is like the best blah blah and then it like stops moving right and it goes up to like this other dude and he's like blah 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 and then it shoots to the other side and i like i look over and it's fucking him and trisha paytas (laughs) and she's like yeah he's like my favorite magician and then it like moves down to somebody else it's just a funny little thing that he had but when we went to the actual theater like there was like creepy clowns and like fucking goth ass shit like all over walking through the theater and um like, there was a certain spot where my sister was like, look, a guy. And, like, we look at the ground and, like, they had a light reflecting on, like, some dude. So, it looks like there's a big-ass man's shadow on the ground, even though there's nobody there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he definitely gives off that, like, I'm trying to creep you out vibe.
1: Yeah, he's always been like that. I was actually, I'm looking up how old he is, dude. Cause he's, he's probably, like, 48. He's 53, bro. Oh, yeah, damn. Yeah, because, fuck. He, uh, I thought he was, like, 30 when I was watching him or something, you know?
0: I don't know. He's big though. He fucking, he put up all his, uh, I, I guess it's a big thing for magicians to like give you their credentials. Cause that Matt Franco dude did it too all the time. and went to his show. Like his, his announcer would be like, the number one winner of America's got talent. And like the same thing at the Chris Angel show, like the guy was like, this magician is one best magician in Vegas five years in a row. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just hyping him up. I think they do all that shit though, just to like increase anticipation.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, man, that was a good one. Gotta go. We agreed pretty much on everything. Even though I've never been to any of these shows, though, like... It's weird, because I think I'd like the Cirque du Soul. I just... uh, I really like Magic a lot more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would rather go to a Magic show, too. Honestly, my first thought when we went to Vegas, because my mom... She's been there more times than me. Uh But, like, the last time they went, they didn't plan anything, right? So they were there doing stuff, but it was hard for them to get tickets to, like, the shows they wanted, because they... They didn't buy it in advance yeah and i told her like as soon as we figured out we were gonna go on the trip i was like hey i'm gonna get us tickets to like the jabberwockies for sure because like i've always wanted to see them live and to like a magician just because i felt like no matter what magician you pick if it's a vegas residency you know it's gonna be good because they're huge because yeah. they're huge like they only hire the dopest people so i made sure to like get that shit done fast so that we could have something to do because gambling and shit's dope, but you need something to do like you, something to go see. Like you don't want to miss that opportunity to see something that you don't really do often. I don't fucking live in Vegas.
1: Yeah. I've never gone to Vegas to vacation, but it sounds like it'd be pretty fun, but not right now. I'd have to wait till my kids are older.
0: Yeah. Cause there's certain hotels that cater to kids too. Like once your kids are like in their teens, you know, like,
1: yeah, because I'd want to, like, go gamble and shit, and I can't right now with kids, like, so young.
0: Uh, well, that brings in the fucking... St- so, first night there, bro, I'm fucking playing blackjack, right?
1: <coughs> and
0: I lose, like, $200 right away. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then... You are Ben Big or what? I was at a $15 table where you it's 15 minimum, 500 max. Okay. So, I was Ben 15, 15 15 I lost 200 and then I, I go and I find David, right? He's like at a slot machine, I think. And I was like, hey, bro, you want to come play blackjack? And he's like, yeah, sure. So we go back and I play again and I put down 200 again and I'm playing, playing. And it's impossible to tell what time it is in these fucking casinos, bro. Like time goes by so fast, but we we're playing for a while and David had lost like all his money. I think at that point he'd lost like 200 bucks too, right? Uh huh. But while he was playing, I was winning. So he gets up and he's like, oh, man, I'm just going to head up to the room. And I was like, all right, I'll play for a little bit more. He leaves. And I look down at like my stack of chips and I'm counting it up in my head. And I was up seven hundred dollars. What the fuck? Right. So like. Counting the two hundred I lost initially, I was up seven hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking kicking ass. But then I started getting cocky as shit, bro. The late like I was betting like. Fifty. Uh. I was doubling down a lot. I was splitting the bets. Like I was fucking throwing in real money or at least real money for me. And I started losing, right? And I get down to like 500 and in my head, I'm like, "Uh, I'm still up like 300. Now I could leave right now. And I didn't leave. And I ended up losing all that fucking money. I lost that 700. I won at that table.
1: Fuck.
0: Right. So I go back. I, I kept the 200, though, like the 200 I started with, like I cashed out there. So you didn't lose shit. I lost 200. The You know how I told you I lost 200 at the beginning?
1: Yeah. But then you said you made it up, right?
0: Then I made it up.
1: So you had 900 in your pocket. Yeah.
0: And I lost it all the way back down to the second 200 I was using. Yeah. So at that point you broke even. No, I just lost 200. OK. So I was down 200. Right. But the 200 I used to play the second time, I, I stopped there. So I wouldn't be down 400. I stopped at where I started at. So I go back upstairs to the room, right? First of all, they don't let you use your cell phone to the table. So I don't know what time it is. So like I get out the table and I pull out my phone and I'm like, holy shit, it's 3 30 in the morning. Put it back in my pocket, I go upstairs. David's still awake. And I was like, David, you fucking asshole, bro. You're supposed to sit next to me, even if you're not playing, to like reel me in, bro. Like once I'm losing, you gotta be like, Hey, let's cut your losses here and let's go to the room. I don't have the self control to do that. So I tell him how I just lost like $700. <laughs> and he's like, damn, but at least it wasn't like your own money, right? At least it was just like, like winnings, you know? And I was like, yeah, well, that doesn't make it feel like I lost any less than $700 right now. So that's pretty much my whole weekend, bro. Like we were, we were do shit in the day Wait, and wait, stuff. so it's
1: not making sense to me though, the math. So you said... You started with 200 right okay so and then you lost it so 200 so at that point you're down 200 and i leave the table and then you go get david and you come back and i play with 200 then, more than i had you played with 200 more so from that 200 you made 700 more yes oh okay okay so at that 200 you made it sound like it was like the 200 you made up no
0: no so from that 200 i got up to 900 and i was up 700 so but I lost. If you
1: kept 400, you would have broke even, but you only kept 200.
0: Yeah, yeah. If I would have kept 400, that's why I kept like trying to stop myself there, yeah, right? Yeah. But I didn't, and I went back down. So I left that table after playing like five and a half hours down $200 when I could have left that table up like, s- like, like $500. Like 500 total. Yeah, yeah. Or at least having lost no money. Damn. For the day, right? But at the same time, too, like, I went there with a set amount of money. I had, like, $700 that I was, like, prepared to lose and use the whole weekend as, like, a, to gamble, right? Because that's, yeah. that's the whole reason I wanted to... And you spent it all in one night? God. No, I spent 200 in one night.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: But I did end up losing all the money eventually. But I, I was up and down, like, through the whole week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you only play at the casino you guys stayed at? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we went to other casinos, but we didn't really hang out there that much and play cause we would just go there for a show and then take an Uber or a taxi back to our casino and gamble or whatever. Cause gambling gambling. It doesn't really matter where the fuck you're doing it. But we like learned how to play like back blackjack, like casino way. Yeah. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we both had moments where like we were winning and we just didn't stop.
1: So did anybody leave up?
0: my mom maybe my mom kept playing slot machines she kept playing some fucking slot machine that like had a buffalo on it and like every time you would win or something it would go buffalo and then like some crazy <laughs> shit would have it on the screen and um i guess my phone you know how your phone's listening to shit yeah yeah. like my phone was listening to that because now whenever i scroll through tiktok i get that ad like eventually that ad comes up where it's like buffalo and it's like the the same uh slot machine screen yeah But yeah, my mom probably left up like 200 bucks because she would like play the same slot machine every time she went down and she'd win like 30 bucks, 40 bucks and just kind of put it away. And then when she left, she was up like 200. Right on. But me and David, I was down 700, I think, when we left. And I think David was down like 1100.
1: Holy shit, dude.
0: I'm not really sure how much David lost. But I know like, he makes more money than me.
1: He's like chump change. For and him. he,
0: yeah, he had like a whole, a whole checks worth of like possible gambling money. So he was like, whatever.
1: And was he just playing slots or what?
0: No, he, he played slots at first and I was playing slots at first. But then after I like told him, I was like, nah, bro, we gotta be playing blackjack. this is like where our odds are good. You feel when you play blackjack, you feel like you're more in control of your winning and losing. Cause it's your decisions. You know, like, do I hit, do I stay?
1: Where, when you're playing the slots, you just feel like, fucking A, man, I need some luck. Even though it's really like, oh, they're just fucking with you. Like, I feel like stats are the same no matter what.
0: Yeah. And there's like juju, bro. Like, we we play, like, this one girl, we sat down at a table and played blackjack for like an hour one time. She fucked us up for like a hundred bucks real quick, right? And I got up and I was like, we need a different dealer, bro. Like, I'll be, we'll play a different table later because this lady is whooping our ass. So we left. And then we went back later and there was like different dealers there at the time. And we played with those guys and like we did better, you know, because there was moments like we David and me, like there was some days like the second day and third day, like where we did stop playing when we were up some money. But then we'd go back later and then lose the money we won.
1: (laughs) That's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't have any self-control either. So I'd lose like hundreds too.
0: but I got fucking well that's why you you know that's why i designated amount that i was prepared to lose but we fucking so i got sick like the third day second third day there and i blame a fucking kid at work because there was a kid at my work who had like a um a fever and like a sore throat or whatever and the day before i was coming he's like bro i'm like sick and i was like fuck you bro get away from me i'm going on vacation in a couple days and then i ended up getting sick so I've got like a little bit of a fever, right? I'm like taking these pills to like be cool. Fucking David's like, hey man, I don't want to use these uh, ATM machines in here anymore because they charge you like double the service fee of what, like a regular ATM would charge you. He's like, there's like a Wells Fargo, like a couple blocks that way. You want to walk with me over there to uh, so we can use like the ATM there, or, like just get money from the bank. I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. So we go out there. It's like 110 degrees. Fuck that. we fucking we cross the street and then we're walking down the road and he's first of all he's not i don't even feel like he's taking me the right way right i was like are we going the right fucking way right now like do you know where we are he's like yeah yeah man it's this way this way so we get to like way down the street and then we have to cross back because we weren't on the right side of the road and uh, i was like you asshole david and i was getting like really frustrated because like i felt extra sick in the sun you know Cause like the heat was killing me and I like had like a slight fever. I was like, I fucking hate you so much, David. Oh my God. You're such an asshole. We should have Ubered to the bank, bro. Like I was fucking mad. (laughs) So we get like halfway there and he's like, oh, we have to cross this, uh, like highway bridge thing. And I was like, fuck that, bro. So we walk into the Seven Eleven, get some slurpees and then we walked back. And the whole walk back, I'm like, you're a fucking bitch, David. You just made me walk like a mile for no fucking reason in 112 degree weather. You guys didn't find the bank? We, d- we knew where it was, but we were still like a mile away from it.
1: So you didn't end up going so all the way. So we didn't like- end
0: up going all the way, right? And I was, uh, it seemed, I was like, it seemed close to you on the map, David, because it looks like it's two blocks. But these blocks are fucking giant. Like, that's two miles, bro. We just walked two miles in 110 degree weather. Fuck and God. I was like not feeling it at all, like I was dying. So we got back, and I was just like, uh, you're such a pay dick. The, pay the <laughs> fee, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're such a dick, bro. Just pay the seven dollars. But all in all, the vacation was dope.
1: Yeah, because I mean, if you really think about it, if you guys would have Ubered over there, it would have cost you seven dollars, or you could just take the money out at the ATM. Yeah. I don't know. I think like casino ATMs
0: have some weird ass rule too cuz like I don't know. Do you have a a limit to how much you can take out of an ATM?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Cuz my card only lets me take out 300 bucks from an ATM.
1: Yeah, but my bank's huge.
0: So like even if I go to another ATM for my bank, I can't take out 300 again. I can only take out 300 once per day. Yeah. Uh... So he also thought that was a thing. Cause like he has the same bank as me, Wells Fargo. And he was pretty sure that's how his was set up for, for, But for some reason the like ATMs at the casino would let you keep taking money out. He's like, I don't know why this is still working, but it's still letting me do it. And I was like, Oh, fuck it, bro.
1: I think it's the way they process them because there's a lot of like rules for like ATMs at casinos. Cause when I worked for the credit card company, you could you could get a cash advances at ATM from your credit card. All right. Super expensive, but uh wouldn't recommend it ever, but you could not do that at a uh ATM at a casino under any any fucking So I had this lady call me one time and she was so pissed because the teller at the fucking casino was telling her that her card kept kept getting declined. Okay. Oh, yeah she's like, what's my card getting declined? What's my card getting declined? I'm like, ma'am, there's like rules and regulations against like gambling with borrowed money. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and uh, she's like, it's not the government's business to be in my business. And, like, <laughs> They don't want you in debt, you know, because <laughs> cash advances are super expensive, bro. They charge you interest from the moment you pull it out to when you pay it off. Is that kind of like a title loan? Like where you like
0: no, you that's... get money and then you have to pay like ridiculous. uh Interest rates? Interest
1: rates, yeah. And then there's fees associated with it, which is, like, 5% of whatever the amount is you pull out. Because whenever you have a credit card, if you finance something or if you buy something with it, you have till like, your next billing period to pay it off to not pay interest. But with cash advances, from the moment you take it out to the moment you fucking pay it off, you're going to pay interest on that shit. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of rules to it, which is weird. Because I think it'd be, you'd think it'd be, like, backwards if you're... uh, at an ATM, at a casino. But I think because it's your own money, the banks are probably more lenient about it than like it being a credit card or something, right? Oh, yeah. So it's all, it all is about how they like tr- are, uh, how they're like withdrawing the money, I guess. Cause if they're doing it as like a transaction as opposed to like a cash withdrawal, right? It would obviously allow more. That makes whatever. sense.
0: There was a lady that was playing, we were eating at like a deli. And this lady was playing on a penny slot machine. Uh-huh. And she won $1,000. Jesus Christ. And like, at first we didn't know what was going on. We were just sitting there. And now you just hear these two ladies fucking yelling loud and like jumping up and down, right? So like everybody's looking around her machine like, whoa, what just happened? And she won 1000 bucks on like a penny slot machine.
1: That's crazy, man. That's part of the sell there because imagine how many other people went and played just because they saw that shit. Exactly.
0: They saw her win and everybody was like, a bunch of people probably went and played the same type of machine. They made that thousand back probably in an hour. Fuck. The money they make there is ridiculous. I bet, dude. When we're playing blackjack, dude, this motherfucker comes over to our table, sits right next to me, puts 2,000 on the table. He's like, oh, I want 2,000 chips. And the lady's going to give him like a couple of hundreds and then a couple of like $25 value, $25 value chips, right? And he's like, no, just give me all hundreds. Gives him all hundreds and he just starts betting $300 per hand like nothing. He's just like, oh, 300, oh, 300, 300. Oh he played about 10 hands, doubled his money because he got a couple of good hands. Yeah. Picked up all his shit and left. He was there for like eight minutes. Just like that? Just like that. Like eight oh. minutes. Sat down, played $2,000 worth of money stood up left with like four grand and he had like his own personal height, man. Like his friend sat behind him the whole time. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> just the whole time. Every <laughs> time, every time his friend got like anything above like 17, he was like cheering and
1: shit. That's funny, man.
0: It was pretty cool,
1: man. Right on, man. So that was Vegas for you. That
0: all, that was the cool part of Vegas. We mainly. I was there to watch Mexico play in the gold cup final, right? I even bought a Gold Cup final scarf that I hung up here on my scarf wall. But they lost the game in extra time and I was pissed. I was gonna bet on them, and I I'm glad I didn't.
1: It was a it was a good game, man. It could have gone either way at the end. But they were even talking about it, dude, on TV. Like US is like a late late game scorer.
0: Yeah, they've they won their that game in the 116th. The game before, like, in the 82nd, and the game before that in, like, the 87th minute.
1: Yeah, late scores, so... Fuck, dude. I was, like, nervous the whole time.
0: Yeah, I was nervous, too. I was living it, too. I was there. I was fucking pissed that we lost. It's still a cool experience to go to a final, you know? You kind of wish you would have won, but... uh,
1: And it was still kind of back and forth whether it was going to be Mexico or not, you know? You didn't know until, like, a couple days before you actually... Got there right?
0: Oh, I was actually already there, and they still weren't in the final. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that was a good game too against Canada. He was fucking getting heated as fuck.
0: Yeah, they won. <laughs> they they always got a fight. They won that shit, got to the final, so it was dope. Cause at least I got to go watch them play. Yeah. Uh, but the highlight of it is my fucking my stepdad. Right before the game, before we're on vacation, right? I was telling them, hey, like you guys need Mexico shit, cause I'm not sitting next to you if you guys show up in regular ass clothes. I feel like it's not cool. So my mom and them were like getting jerseys and shit. And then like my, we had like this genius idea. We're like, hey, let's get Chivo fucking uh, Donald Trump pants. Like those pants you put on. So it looks like Donald Trump's holding you up. Where the fuck you'd find those? Costume store. Okay. Like uh, the party stores. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: didn't know they'd have them.
0: Yeah. So we my mom got him the pants and he had the Donald Trump holding him up and he was wearing like a Mexico jersey so it looked like Donald Trump was holding up like a Mexico player Uh uh-huh and they went to the swap meet in Vegas and he found like a luchador mask so he was wearing a luchador mask too and we go down to the stadium and everywhere we went dude fucking people would stop and like record him and like he got probably like a hundred pictures with just random strangers like Mexico fans who were like hell yeah yeah they were like oh this is dope just like getting uh cool pictures of Trump and shit and after we lost the game and everybody's sad and shit, we are, we're outside walking out and we run into uh, Pancho Villa's army is what the Mexico fans are called. Uh-huh. Or like what they call themselves. The uh, It's
1: like the super fans, right? Yeah, the
0: ones that like all sit in the same section and bring the drums and like they wear the, uh, the fucking whole Azteca warrior uniforms or like the crazy ass shit, you know, the guys you always see. Yeah, yeah. So we find a couple of their drummers and the dude's fucking going to ham on the drums, right? You know, kind of like, uh, yeah, we lost, but we're still the shit kind of thing going. He's playing, he's like, and uh, they jump in there and they all start dancing. And then he's like dancing around and they see, he sees his Trump pants and he pulls off his Trump pants, throws them on the ground, and then, like, I shit you not, fucking 30, 30 fucking Mexico fans start dancing, like, around <laughs> around the trump like in a circle kind of like a tribal thing Yeah, yeah. they're dancing around him and like stepping
1: on him and shit and like everybody's yelling and like chanting and shit does he still have that shit dude because I, I saw the videos your mom posted on snapchat and that was like my favorite part was when they're all stomping on the trump fucking uniform
0: no they uh well they they picked somebody picked it up and like threw it and it like flew across to like another group of fans uh. and then those guys like threw it back And then it kind of got thrown around for a while. And then eventually it ended up on the ground somewhere. And as the group with the drum was moving, because I wasn't even in the drum group. I was kind of like outside of it watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was moving, moving, moving. And it got back to the Trump and they all started fucking stomping on him again. (laughs) 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 And then, and then we just left it there, you know? Oh shit. Actually, I don't even know if he picked it up, but I'm pretty sure he just threw it away there because he was pissed about the game and everything. Yeah, yeah. After they did the whole dance, he's like, that got all my frustration out, man. (laughs) That's
1: cool, man. Uh, That was my favorite part. Yeah, fuck. When I first saw the the outfit, the pants or whatever, and then when I saw them getting stomped on, it was crazy.
0: Well, even U.S. fans were, like, coming up. Like, a couple of people in, like, U.S. jerseys came up and were like, oh, that's fucking cool, man, because it's like a... It's just funny, you know, to see fucking Trump holding up a Mexico fan with a fucking luchador mask. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) God damn. Like, he got pictures with so many people. I'm sure if, like, on the day of the game, if I would have scrolled through, like, Twitter for, like, the Gold Cup or whatever, I probably would have seen someone who took a selfie with him.
1: Yeah, I was waiting for them to show you guys on TV, but I never saw you guys. No, I kept trying to get on the fucking... Every show
0: I went to, Walkies, Chris Angel, fucking the Mexico game, everywhere I went... They had like a social media tag, you know, and they're like, oh, take a picture, Uh, tag us, and like maybe we'll put you on the screen or whatever. I didn't get on any of the fucking screens.
1: Yeah, it's a real small chance that you would. But that's funny, man. That's funny shit. Yeah, you got to embrace it, bro. I I thought it was cool. It's always fun
0: like to see those dudes who do that kind of shit. You know, you go there and you see the Chavo de Locho guy or you see uh I saw some girl who was like, Dressed up like the uh oh what's her name, dude. Chilindrina or? There you go, there you go, yeah. I was I don't know why I was blanking on her name. Dressed up like her and she was um just literally standing at the top and like by the bathroom or something, and like there was a line of people just waiting to get a picture with her, and she was just some random girl. It's not like she was hired by the stadium or anything. It was just some girl who fucking
1: dressed up as dre- her?
0: dressed up and they were like, Oh, that's the experience. I need a fucking picture.
1: Yeah, what was crazy to me too is how, like, a lot, like, these teams are running like two teams because they have like an Olympic team and then they got like a Gold Cup team, right? Yeah. Because was U.S. running two teams? I don't know.
0: They didn't qualify for the Olympics.
1: Okay, yeah. So, so Mexico was doing it. And then, uh, you know, I was watching the Gold Cup one day and then I'd watch the Olympics the next day, but it was like in a weird time, like two, three in the morning, four, five in the morning. And, um,. Mexico actually ended up getting third place in the world in the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. I wish they would have gotten gold, but. Hey, meddling's meddling. Meddling is meddling. Yeah, and they lost to Brazil. So, I mean, it's not like they lost to some scrub-ass team.
0: True. Yeah, we were hype about all that. I was kind of pissed, honestly. I would have been not, pissed I'm, too, I'm not even going to pretend like I wasn't pissed. Like, we lost the game, and I was fucking frustrated that we lost the game.
1: The vibe is weird, dude, because I was feeling like. It felt like, uh, like I was like dreaming or something, <laughs> you know, us beating Mexico, like, and they're catching up in gold, gold cup wins, I guess.
0: Yeah. They're pretty even almost. But so we lost, right. And I was like, fuck. And so you're frustrated that day. You kind of get over it, you know, cause I'm not going to let that shit like bother me forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the next day we lost the semifinal game in the Olympics. Yeah. And I was like, fuck bro. Can't catch a break. I was pretty pissed for two days. They only
1: made one fucking penalty shot.
0: Yeah. And I almost kind of like. Like my sisters, right. Who aren't like huge soccer fans. Yeah. Yeah. But they know I'm a huge soccer fan. Right. They kind of almost look at me like, damn. Cause like in those moments. You know, like uh, my favorite soccer team being in a championship or like when I'm watching the Mexico game, you know, right. Like there's real passion there. Right. So like, I really like it does hit, hit me like emotionally, like when we lose or win for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think it's like the first time that like my sisters or like my little brothers ever like seen how like much you it could frustrated. like, yeah. Like how much it could like really affect you. Cause it's kind of more like a game to them than it is to like me, you know? Yeah. But you get over that shit pretty quick too. You're like, hey, we'll get the next one, whatever.
1: Yeah. You're like, Oh, we'll get gold in the Olympics. And then it fucks you over there too. Yeah,
0: Exactly. But the love is still there. Yeah, man. Speaking of soccer, bro. Fucking one of the craziest things happened. Messi, who's like, if not the best player in the world, like the second best player in the world. It's either him or Ronaldo.
1: Like in our lifetime, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So he's been with Barcelona since he was 13. And they had a deal where he was going to sign for like five years, but he was going to get like some ridiculous amount of money in five years like we're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars that he was gonna get like it makes like those nba contracts that look crazy where like some dude gets like 280 million over like five years like it makes that shit look weak sauce like he was gonna get like i think 500 million 700 million dollars over five years if you included like his weekly pay his like royalties his um, bonuses if he won trophies, all kinds of shit, right? He was gonna get some fucking crazy money. And the club was like, We can't afford to pay you. So he got out of the deal and he's leaving the team he's been with forever. And I hear that like France is gonna sign him, not France, uh, PSG in France is gonna sign him.
1: Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Um, it's crazy, man. I didn't really look into it, but um, It was like a money thing why they let him go. Yeah, yeah. Like, what it says here is that without Lionel Messi, Barcelona's players' wage bill would be 95% of its income. With him, it would balloon to 110%. And I guess there's some rule in, like, La Liga, some financial rule that doesn't allow that to happen. Because, obviously, like, if they want him, they'll keep him. Because you were telling me that money's not a problem in, like, these big leagues or whatever. Yeah, well, well, most,
0: like, soccer teams or because whatever, you know, the leagues, don't have, like, salary caps, like, in America.
1: Because the owners will, like, divvy up the difference, right? Or something like that. Well, yeah, well, they're
0: fucking, like, billionaire owners, right? And, like, usually, like, when a team gets a brand new billionaire owner, the motherfucker doesn't give a shit. He'd be paying, like, $100 million just to get a guy from a team and then negotiate with that guy to see what he pays him
1: yeah yeah so i mean that that's a little crazy to me i mean i the sport's just so big it makes you think like how much are they making you know if they're willing to like divvy up so much money
0: i think the whole messy situation is more like um they could have given him the money but it would have put them in the red for oh. like five years i don't think they thought that they could make profit like they would be paying him but like his Jersey sales and like all the rest of like their merchandise or whatever ticket sales, all that wouldn't have made up for what he would have earned over that span of like three or four, whatever it was, three, five years. And I think he, they just thought like, yeah, we can keep him. Yeah. We can maybe win some trophies with him and shit. But like, if we don't imagine if we keep him and we don't win a trophy, like and we're that we're going to lose this much more money. So like the owner or whatever, Basically said that, like, he wasn't willing to uh, bet his entire team on, like, one player.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy because he's a franchise player, dude. That's
0: that's a transcendent talent right there, man. That's the kind of guy that, like, as soon as he leaves your team. Because they said no. And then all the other big-ass teams that have, like, a shit ton of money were like, all right, let's fucking fight over who gets to sign him.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I guess uh, he wants to go to PSG.
0: Yeah, that's what he's. That's what he doesn't
1: want to leave uh, Barcelona. But if he had to go somewhere else, he wants to go to PSG. To uh, I saw a thing dude, with Neymar. When I saw a thing that said uh he told Barcelona after they they
0: had because they told him first that they were going to keep him. Yeah, yeah. And he said that he was willing to take fifty percent of his wages to stay. To stay.
1: That's what I was wondering too, dude. Because a lot of like franchise players, like Tom Brady, took a big old pay cut. Tim Duncan
0: used to do that shit too. Just to be able to have like a championship team around him. Yeah. Cause eventually players like once they get later in years, you know, they're like, all right, they make more money than they are going to need in their lifetime. Anyways. Yeah. So they want the, they want the legacy, you know, the fucking trophies, the something that shows that they really are the legend. so that good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So all the grades do it. Tim Duncan did it. Fucking Tom Brady did it. I, I don't think LeBron's taking a pay cut. But I'm I'm sure I think he did with the Cavaliers. Maybe. I'm not sure. But I know a lot of big dudes, like once they really, really want to just win, like they're willing to give up a little bit of money to make their team better. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's true that he said that he was willing to take 50% wage cut after they said they were going to cut him. But if it is, then I think the owner is just kind of using this shit as an excuse.
1: I, I was going to say, yeah, you would think they'd want to keep him because, I mean, He came out today and was talking about leaving, and he was, like, crying the whole time. Yeah, at his
0: press conference? Yeah, he
1: was, like, crying about, like, saying bye to Barcelona or whatever.
0: Was also Like, that's his home for, what, 20 years?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably get to know everybody, like, the water boy, the fucking flag boy, like, everything. His neighborhood? His kids
0: go to school there?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's going to have to change his whole life up because of this, so it's crazy. I bet he calls fucking... Barcelona home more than fucking Argentina? wherever he's from in Argentina. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Easily. I just don't think that he, um, I don't know. Maybe he was getting too big. Like maybe like the club owners or whatever were like, he's just like bigger. We don't really want him to be bigger than the team, I
1: guess. If I had to make a comparison, I'd say like Barcelona is probably like the uh, Lakers of like soccer, you know? Like Where notoriety wise. Like every, every great. Wants to go there. Like every great in basketball wants to at least have been in a Laker jersey. I see what you're saying. I, I think like every big player wants to be, you know, at least one time in Barcelona. Cause hasn't uh, Cristiano Ronaldo been there? No. No. He played he, for he Real was just,
0: Barcelona you know. and Real Madrid are like the Boston Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like the storied franchises that like, have endless amounts of legends and like, their, like big books. big names that
1: come to mind, because Neymar, did Neymar play at Barcelona? Neymar played at Barcelona. Uh, Ronaldinho played at Barcelona. Yep. Um, fucking Ronaldo, I'm pretty sure. Not not the...
0: Fat Ronaldo, the Brazilian yeah, one? Yeah, no, yeah. He, he played at um. Was Real he, Madrid. He was at Real
1: Madrid, too. Okay. He might have played at Barcelona, but I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of big names go to Barcelona, you know? And I'm shocked to hear this Messi thing. I didn't know he was there so long. He went there as a kid. I don't follow uh, soccer super closely, especially La Liga. Like, if anything, I follow, like, the Mexican League. Okay. <laughs> Big, you know. But uh, <laughs> I I have been getting into, like, the European League a little bit more since my old boss talked to me about it and how crazy it is. But, um, yeah, I'm really shocked to hear that he was there so long. And honestly, like, if they didn't keep him after he suggested to take a pay cut, if that's true, that's crazy to me. That just shows, like, it's always about the dollar bill, you know? Oh, yeah, bro. It's all about the money. Yeah, because I think they're thinking long-term. Even though if he takes, like, a 50% pay cut now, like, once they become championship or something, uh, championship level again, maybe he's going to ask for more. I don't know. I don't know what his motives would be or whatever.
0: It's crazy. I'm not sure either. But I know he's going to end up at fucking PSG. And when he does, they're going to be fucking ridiculous especially if they keep who they have now if they keep Neymar and Mbappe for like a year couple years like and their whole team is so fucking stacked like I don't care what team you're on you fucking add Messi to that team and you're motherfucking championship material he's like like that's what he is you know he's so good that you can put him almost anywhere even though I know he's not he hasn't been anywhere but Barcelona and like maybe he's uh he's got that same stigma that like your Tom Brady used to have, you know, like, he's only good because he's with Bill Belichick. And then he left and won a Super Bowl the first year he left, you know? So, like, that...
1: Yeah, coaching doesn't matter. I mean, he's put in the work to be what yeah, he yeah, is, yeah. You know?
0: Coaching is relevant, but when a player is who the player is, you know, that's who he fucking is. Yeah, because
1: it's like self-drive isn't something that you can uh, coach or yeah. teach, you know? It's like something you have to have. Yeah, so I, I
0: think if Messi goes to fucking PSG, they're going to fucking dominate the. Sh- they'll dominate in europe i mean maybe they don't win the champions league like the biggest tournament in europe like the first year or something
1: Cause that's tough anyways because it's tough yeah. as
0: tough as fuck to win that but they'll win their league they'll win their cup they'll probably maybe win the champions league
1: yeah it'll be cool to watch i'll actually watch games because like again i don't really know about soccer outside of like neymar and Bappe, like cristiano ronaldo like, I know big names. I don't know any smaller names. Like, all right. Like, I, n- I even know Pika, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> Just players who play
0: for the huge-ass clubs? Yeah,
1: yeah. Just, like, big names. And the only reason I think I know Pika is because of uh, Shakira. <laughs> yeah, because he married Shakira. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Have but, uh, you ever heard that story? Uh, like, no, they, no.
0: They did a commercial for, uh, well, there's a World Cup where she does this song. I can't remember if it was 2014 or 2010. Yeah, yeah. But she, like, she was part of the song for the World Cup, and uh, they do a commercial together. And then he gets her digits and then basically, like, calls her and they end up, like, dating just because of that one time they did a commercial for the World Cup. Oh, really? And then he ends up marrying Shakira, you know?
1: That's crazy, yeah, because she's, like, Colombian and he's Spaniard. So, I mean...
0: Yeah, so they're never going to meet in a regular fucking world.
1: That's cool, man. This has been a very uh, sports-driven episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, there's been a
1: lot of big things because... I don't know if you heard about Simone Biles, too. Yeah, in sports. Didn't she, like... She... So she dropped out of, of like, the team competitions because of, like... Mental uh, health, right? Yeah, her mental health.
0: Basically not like she's crazy, but more like she can't handle the stress,
1: right? It's, yeah, it's been, like, so crazy to me because, like... Obviously, everything has to be made political, and they turn this political, like... Did they? Yeah, yeah. I was hearing, like, people... Cause, Like on the left side, they were calling her like a hero or something for like bringing awareness to it, like mental health. And then on the right side, they're like, she's not a hero. She's just a regular person. Like she doesn't need to be hyped up or anything. To me, it's, it's just weird because I think a lot of it has to do with the whole point docking thing.
0: Oh, that she had that like fucked up her thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, Hey, Tom Brady, you throw too well. Your touchdowns aren't going to (laughs) count. Yeah, it's sort of like they that, definitely
0: did do that. That's what her. they're doing to her, you know, because she seemed good. But that would fuck with my head, too. Like if I perfected a trick that no one else can do and then they're like, oh, you know what? Eh,
1: you know, We're just not going to count it. Yeah. And on top of that, I don't know if you heard. Uh, but a while back, there was a, an Olympic doctor that got charged with like sexual abuse charges okay. because he abused a bunch of like the gymnastics girls. Um, and she was one of them. So she has that trauma as well. So I I think it was just like way too much for her. Cause in in one of the stunts she did, or one of the one of the fucking events that she competed in, she like misstepped, and they thought that she might have hurt herself or something. But later it came out that nah, she just mentally doesn't think she's prepared to be able to to do the shit. She she feels like physically she can do it, but mentally her head's not in it, you know. Which oh, makes right. sense to me. Especially at that level, you know, that's a lot of stress.
0: When I took an Uber, dude, we took an Uber in Vegas, right? And the guy was listening to like Fox News or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he was listening to, but it was like a news thing. And uh, they were speaking about some Olympic thing. And I don't th- it wasn't about Simone Biles. It was about some other Olympian who did some sort of protest. Uh huh. I don't know what it was or who it was, but uh, the people on the radio were basically like, you can protest. But it doesn't mean anything you can only protest like at least win a medal before you protest or else there's no like real impact real impact blah 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 blah. right and i was I was listening to it in the guy's car and i was talking like david was next to me and i was like bro the fuck is this guy saying like there's no impact because you didn't win the medal like what the f- that makes no fucking sense he's like so because it, it made it sound like the guy was saying like the only way to add value to whatever that person was protesting is I'm not sure what it was. It could be anything. Maybe it's even something I don't fucking agree with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they were protesting and he was all like, well, the only way that that means anything is if this person comes home with the gold or else fuck them. Yeah. 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 I remember hearing it and I was like, I don't know. I feel like if it's a good thing, you know, something that really does need light, like a spotlight on it i don't think it really fucking matters if she wins a gold or he wins a whoever the fuck the athlete was yeah yeah but it just made me realize like how fucked up like news can be you know like if i listen to one thing like they're talking about that how like it's a bunch of bullshit and then if i listen to whatever the opposite of that station was right and they'd be like oh my god that was so like courageous and just like (laughs) and it's just like whatever you hear is like
1: the first thing in your head yeah yeah and i was like fuck like the whole vaccine thing bro too because so i got the vaccine my dad got the vaccine and my brother got the vaccine and i was talking to my brother about it and he's like i kind of feel like a dumbass now getting the vaccine i was like why dude he's like because there's all this misinformation about it you know because they're pushing it as you should get the vaccine to help save other people but he's like how does it save other people the vaccine is only for you you know because it makes it so when you get sick, you get less sick than you need to be or that, than you would without it. And, um, it made sense to me, dude. I was like, yeah, you're right. Cause I mean, the vaccine doesn't stop it from spreading. You can still spread it to other people. Um, the vaccine doesn't make it so you don't get it cause you can still get it. It's just less. But on the flip side of that, like if you get the vaccine, you don't have to be hospitalized. You're not taking a hospital bed from somebody that. It's high risk and needs it, you know. All right. Is the thing to it too. So I don't know. He's kind of like <clears throat> He said he regretted getting the vaccine, but I don't know if if that's really a a valid reason, you know. I don't know. He it's regretted weird. getting it? Yeah, yeah, he said he regretted it cuz I mean, he's also confused as to why they're like pushing it so hard and why they're restricting people that don't get the vaccine from doing things. Because there's certain states and certain, like, events that you can't go to now if you're not vaccinated. And you have to show proof. I don't know. I haven't been to one of those. But yeah, but they said there's a surge in, like, cases in the U.S. right now. Probably. We've talked about it before.
0: I think, like... I think it's both. I think you get the vaccine because it personally is, like, obviously it helps you because that's the whole fucking point. It's your vaccine. And at the same time, you know, like... I just think it's a step towards fucking making, yeah, making shit normal. You you do it and then you can do normal shit again and you don't have to worry about it. I wouldn't even say like, what's the point? I'd be more like do it and just like live your
1: life. Yeah, yeah, because there's people that are like not doing it because they don't like the government telling them what to do.
0: Yeah, true. I still have to go fucking do it.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, your mom was saying that like none of you guys have it
0: no I gotta go get get the fucking vaccine I just I'm always lazy it's
1: like quick dude I was like
0: did you go into Walmart where'd you go
1: I got it at Walgreens and she like she's talking to me I'm just sitting there I thought she was prepping it and she's like alright I'm done I'm like what the fuck
0: did she give you a shot or was it pill she
1: gave me a shot yeah but I didn't feel it
0: it was like nothing just super quick
1: yeah yeah but the next day your arm is kind of sore um
0: hits you up she's like there you go you're saving the world and you're like damn my dad my
1: dad by the way he hates needles bro okay he hates them so he's been talking about getting like a one dose vaccine because he was like, even if I get the like Pfizer vaccine, I'm only going to get the first shot. I'm not going to go get the second one because <laughs> he hates it. OK. So when we show up there and she's like, "Uh, which which uh vaccine do you want? He's like, I want the one shot one. There is a one shot vaccine, bro. Yeah. I didn't fucking know. It's the fire, uh, the Johnson and Johnson. Uh huh. So he gets the one shot and I was like, damn, dad, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like. People are dying because of this vaccine. Is that Shit. the less effective one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, he ended up getting it, but he's fine. So hopefully, did you get the
0: two week, the two shot one? Yeah,
1: I got the Pfizer. I, the Pfizer's, like the best one, so it goes like Pfizer, then Moderna.
0: When's your second and then shot?
1: Johnson and Johnson. It's like the twenty eighth or something.
0: What happens if you miss it?
1: You just go later. It just doesn't really matter. Yeah, because my grandparents, they were in California, I think, when they had to get their second one. So just whenever they got back, they went. Oh, Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but I guess you feel it worse with the second shot, but they're incentivizing the shit out of it. Because even my dad's boss, who's like a private contractor or whatever, is paying them like a hundred bucks to get it. Really? My boss ain't giving a shit to get it. Yeah, even my wife's work paid her like two hours of work.
0: I wish they would fucking give me something. I fucking, it's so weird if they had to incentivize me, but still, incentives are always nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why not, dude? If you're going to do it, do it anyways. Like, (laughs) yeah,
0: exactly. Right? Give me something. (laughs) You're going to give me something. All right. You were saying fucking Idaho gave us a $50 stimulus.
1: Yeah, they did some sort of credit where like they were giving 50 bucks per person.
0: That's like nothing
1: it's nothing yeah it really is i don't
0: even understand what the what was the what's that even the reason like what would they even how do you cite that here's 50 bucks for your electric bill
1: because of uh because of covid and shit because they got a bunch of money dude from the government from the from the federal government for covid yeah covid like covid relief and like uh, (laughs) they just got a bunch of money right
0: and they had to figure out what to do with it
1: yeah yeah so um Biden came out and said you should give everybody $100 (laughs) that gets the vaccine. But this guy was just giving it just as, like, a tax break, basically. Um, And I think you're right. Like, 50 bucks is shit. Like, even my dad was saying that and my brother. But, I mean, when you got five people in your family, 250 is, like, groceries for a week or it's fucking, true. you you know, school clothes and shit, you know? It still didn't feel like it. I didn't even know it was happening. Like, there wasn't on the news yeah it was people well, just fucking... don't really pay attention
0: yeah I didn't see it yeah all.
1: cause I got an email about it and it said that they were sending them out this week or whatever and they're going in order of like when you filed your taxes um so I was like is this fucking real you know you kind of think it's fake for a second yeah so I go online and I type it in and yeah dude it's a thing <laughs> Oh, at least that's legit. At I haven't even I've gotten only, my third stimulus,
0: bro. <laughs> I'll only be down six fifty at the casino now. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm getting back 50 bucks, I guess. So you lost from the, the whole 700 Yeah, I fucking lost it all. Oh,
1: shit. Well, at least you were
0: prepared. Yeah, I went with that mindset. But it was fun, though. I had a good time.
1: I'd only play slots, dude. Fuck the slots, bro. That's all I'd play.
0: Did you, um... Okay, so... You started a pancake business, bro. Let's hear about your pancake business.
1: Yeah, so when I, went the to low California, when I went to California, there was a like a mini pancake stand. I had heard about it before, and I was like, oh, we need to hit up a mini pancake place, you know? Okay. And we're driving to like this Korean fucking corn dog place, and there's like... In California, you can literally set up anywhere and sell food. As long as you have a permit? Yeah, there's like these special permits to sell food. And you
0: just walk around with a cart and shit?
1: Not even a cart, dude. People were just like putting up tents, and like they get permission from like parking lots and shit uh, okay. to set up. So I see this place, and I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to stop there after. So I go, and I'm like, fuck, this is a good idea, bro. So then when I get back, I'm like, that's going to be the next big thing that's not here. Because trends always come here late.
0: True, true.
1: So uh, we were going to do, like, a media place a couple months ago. And then, like, as we were getting everything together, like, five Bdia places pop up, dude. It's fucking crazy.
0: We guys also kind of reneged, right? Like, I remember you guys were, like, getting it together. And then you kind of like, we're like, oh, we're not going to do it. And then some place popped up and they started selling that shit.
1: No, well, we were still going to do it, but it seemed a little bit farther because of the the taco truck we wanted to get was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So they're like 30 grand. We needed to figure that out. It was like 40, 35 grand or whatever. So um, it was kind of on hold. We had like a plan already written out, you know, mm-hmm. like what we were going to be doing. But uh, yeah, those pieces popped up and it kind of died. So I'm like, man, I think like this is the next big thing that's going to come to Idaho. We need to hop on it now. So I got together with one of my aunts because she's really like. She's driven, bro. Like she 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 could probably make like five hundred dollars on a weekend if she wants to. Like it's nothing to her. So I got with her and I'm like, hey, Is she the
0: one that sells like blankets and shit.
1: No, that's another one. Oh, that's a different name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Danny's mom.
0: Okay, so this is the one that sells Jello and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. She just, like, sells whatever, dude. Like, whatever she can fucking sell, she'll she's, sell. She's hustling? Yeah, yeah. Because right now she, uh, yesterday there was an event at the park. Right. And some church put it on, but everything had to be free. It's basically a way to promote yourself. And she went to go do that. And um, so I got together with her, and I'm like, hey, we should sell many pancakes, you know? So, we look up a recipe. We find a really great recipe. I've been kind of giving samples out for the last three or four days. Okay. And today was my first day selling. I sold one one thing so far. But we're kind of taking a break because she... Not not a break, but, like, she, she does a lot of shit all week. Okay. So, she's like, oh, I kind of just want to rest today. So, I was like, that's fine. We'll just start next weekend or whatever. Okay. So, yeah, I'm selling mini pancakes and fucking uh, funnel cakes because I feel like funnel cakes, like, it's like a fair food. You can't Dude, find it anywhere fucking else. Fucking
0: people love funnel cakes, bro. I'm not going to lie. Every time I go to the fair, I buy a fucking funnel cake.
1: Yeah. So basically, we're going to try to set up a shop that's like all sweets. Yeah. Anything
0: like, Anything covered in powdered sugar is
1: the shit. But like sweets that you can't necessarily uh, get fine. all the time. Yeah. Because yeah, like um, it's going to be mini pancakes, Um. So what, uh, funnel cakes and churros. You're
0: saying mini pancakes, right? And I'm not really familiar with it. So like what exactly is like is it like what if i ordered a a set from you what would i get
1: yeah so we do them in 15 25 and 50 pieces okay and basically you get the mini pancakes and whatever size piece you want and then you can throw like uh condensed milk dulce de leche right nutella bananas or strawberries on top
0: and they're just covered in it yeah, powdered sugar so I, i give
1: the option of three things with the order so you can get strawberries and bananas and then fucking uh Nutella
0: Is this something that like You have to eat like Warm or is it like Something that like It's just kind of like A cool like a donut
1: Um so No you don't have to Eat it warm actually Cause they stay like Really well
0: It's just like the bread It's the kind bread of The bread stays good The bread's know? just good right All Yeah right. yeah It's just so, like that Pancake batter bread type So it's bread. like a donut Basically like right. you know A
1: donut's good warm But if you eat it cold It's not bad Yeah I know it's what you're
0: saying yeah, I never fucking Eat warm donuts I know yeah, what you're yeah. saying and like I was gonna
1: bring <laughs> you some bro But I don't know what the fuck You like cause you're a little bit Of a picky eater you know So it's like
0: a Pastry basically like yeah, a, yeah. like a elaborate pastry thing that you guys are doing.
1: Yeah. 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 Basically. I mean, and it, everybody that's tried it has said it's good. I tried to give it to people that aren't family too. Cause <coughs> you know, family always give you like encouragement, like a good review. Yeah.
0: You need that word of mouth, bro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like my brother gave it to his roommates. My aunt took it to like, uh, some people she knows. So, I mean, all around it's been pretty good reviews and, uh, It was weird too. Cause like, I'm always thinking about the next thing I want to be doing. Cause I don't work right now, but I don't want to go back to work.
0: I know what you're saying
1: for somebody. So I'm always trying to do something, you know, I'm always hustling with something.
0: Got to innovate.
1: So I got a goal by next year, hopefully by the beginning of next year, like, you know, in one year to have a location, bro, where we just sell this shit because there are a lot of Mexican places that sell like ice cream like, corn, things like that. But there's no place selling this type of shit specifically, you know? True, true. So, we'll see how it goes, man. Hopefully, I can get my wife to stop working by doing well, this. Well, what's it called? It's called... uh, So, it's in Spanish. My mom and my aunt came up with it, which right. I was cool with it. It's called Delicias La Poblanita. All right. And basically, that means, like, delicious... Uh, if, you, if you translate it, it's basically, like... uh the place that my mom's from, they call them Pueblanos. All right. And so... Because she's from Puebla? Yeah, like delicious treats from Puebla or whatever. Okay. Almost translated, yeah. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, man. Is that just the name on Instagram and Facebook too? Is yeah, that- yeah. Facebook and Instagram, it's just Delicias La poblanita, And uh, exactly how I just said it, you can sound it out and fucking look it up if you guys are interested. I
0: kind of want a funnel cake. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, fuck, I fuck with funnel cakes covered in powdered sugar, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And that was a big thing, too. Like, funnel cakes, you can only get at fairs. For the most part, yeah. I can't think of a single place where you can get like one. Like, if you wanted a funnel cake right now, you'd have to make it yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right? I can't think of anywhere where you can get a funnel cake. Yeah, yeah. So Then you cool. get a scone at places, but I don't think I've it's ever... It's not the same, bro. It's not the same, yeah. It's not the same.
1: Yeah, and then churros, like, the only place I know that used to sell them was... uh, Well, that that's not, like, super Costco? processed, bro. Was Costco? They don't um, do it no more? No, no. Since COVID, they, they like, really... You gonna try
0: opinion. to do churros? You gonna expand?
1: Yeah, for right now, I'm just trying to stick to the mini pancakes and the funnel cakes. But, uh, eventually we'll expand. It's just, uh... It's a lot of work, man. <laughs> but I think once everything gets going... Because I've already worked on a lot of shit. Like, I got the websites up. I set up a cash app and a Venmo. I got fucking... I found a way to be able to print, like, stickers so we can put on the boxes so it looks like it's labeled with our company or whatever. Oh, okay. There's a lot that goes into it. Because I was even in the dilemma where I didn't want to use plastic containers because I want to be kind of, like, eco-aware or whatever.
0: All right. So, would you get, like, paper?
1: We got, like, these, like... They almost look like Chinese boxes, like Chinese food boxes, but they're a little bit bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I le- I use aluminum ones for, like, the bigger orders, but... Yeah, there's just a lot that goes into it, and uh, my aunt does a lot, too, so it's it's a lot on my back. You got to
0: figure out the schedule
1: first, Yeah, because right? she does shit, like, on the side apart from this. But you're open right now, right? Like, if I ordered now, I'd get it Friday, Saturday? Yeah, yeah, so the way we're doing it right now is we're taking orders during the week for the weekends. Okay. That way we can prepare and know what we need and shit. And then uh, we deliver, or you can pick up. But yeah, if I mean just trying to hustle bro trying to make something happen because i'm tired of working for people you know that's part of the reason why we did the podcast you know yeah. we hope we hope that it'll catch on and people will hear us and uh just always hustling man we gotta hustle for real honestly my
0: first intentions with the podcast like well i do hope that like more people eventually hear it i'm not saying i want to get rich off the podcast but i don't know it's kind of nice just fucking look i'm so much more in like in tune with what's going on in the world now
1: yeah that's true
0: like i look at so much more things than i used to just because like i want to have something to discuss on sundays when we like record this yeah yeah and also like i don't know when you get a second opinion on shit like it always it opens up shit more
1: yeah yeah and even like talking to other people outside of the podcast about it you know it's cool
0: and when we started having guests, that was dope too. Like, yeah. Cause we've had some that like, I never thought we would, like we had your brother's friend who like, I didn't even know.
1: And then we had David's sister on who like, yeah, just getting different perspectives from people too. Like, cause sometimes we'll go back and forth on some things where like, we don't agree, but I mean, that's what open discussions about, you know, like you don't always have to agree as long as you're able to listen to each other and shit. Um, yeah. I mean, I always do things with intention, bro. I don't ever do anything without intention. That's just the type of person I am. I don't like to waste my time, you know? And I don't feel like this podcast is a waste of time. I don't feel like anything I've done in my life is a waste of time because I'm always, like, learning new shit from it.
0: Fuck yeah. Get that pancake biz going
1: fuck yeah dude and then eventually you know maybe hire more people bring more people on like
0: you'd be like that waffle dude bro i was telling you like that the guy who that's owns,
1: that's a big inspiration bro It was when you told me that the guy who owns the waffle so me tell up the story play. about that guy
0: the okay so there's a company here called the waffle me up yeah yeah they make like extravagant as fuck waffles right fucking covered in strawberries all kinds of crazy shit and um the guy used to work at chick Fil A with me and he would talk about it. He'd be like, yeah, I make waffles and I sell them at like the uh, farmer's market locally. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool, bro. It's like a, like a side hustle thing. He's like, yeah, well, I want it. I want this to be like what I do. I'm just like, you know, working my way up. Right now, all I have is like a stand. And I was like, that's dope. And, you know, cut to six months later, he's quit his job at Chick-fil-A. He's like, his stand is doing really well. He gets a locale, downtown Boise. That does really well. Opens up a second location, I think, in Nampa, right?
1: No, it's in the Eagle An
0: Eagle an Eagle yeah. it has a second location in Eagle now. So the dude's fucking like bet on himself fucking went for it. And now what started off as like a waffle cart and like a side hustle for him is now like an established business that people love. I fucking see reviews for it all the time. Like people I've had random people come up to me and be like, Hey, have you ever tried the waffle me up place? Like it's dope. And I was like, dude, I fucking used to know the guy who, who runs it.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause like, you probably don't talk to him now. No, I don't even know if he'd recognize me now. Yeah, he yeah. only yeah. worked with him six months. So I was going to say, like, it's crazy that you know his story and his beginnings, and he probably doesn't even know who the fuck you are, you know? And you told me that story, dude, and that, like, pushes me, because, like, that dude literally started from nothing. That's what I'm saying, right? And really. now he's got two stores and a truck. He there's, caters and shit. There's
0: a fucking kid that used to work at Chick-fil-A, too, right? Who used to bread chicken and... He, uh, he quit his job cause he was sick of like, he's kind of like a team leader, but they weren't like really paying that much back then. This is back when you're making like $10 an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he quits, he opened up his own, uh, window washing business. He did that for a while. And then it kind of like, he didn't feel like it was like progressing the way he wanted. Right. He quits that he like, re- he, uh, kind of looked at himself, right. And he's like, you know what? I like to do outdoorsy shit. I'm an outdoorsy dude. I, uh, I fish, i do all kinds he does like all kinds of weird types of fishing you know like the shit that normally you wouldn't do like your dad loves to fish but this dude loves to like bow fish like bow fish dive and like i don't fucking stab crabs and shit you know right so he's like you know what i'm gonna do a youtube channel he starts a youtube channel like no one ever thinks their youtube channel is gonna do shit they just they just do it because like they enjoy what they do his YouTube channel ends up blowing up like over three years. Motherfuckers like at a million subscribers now.
1: That's crazy, man.
0: And he has like a, he lives his life just off of YouTube. He's been traveling. He goes to like Hawaii. He goes to um, bigger lakes in like the continental USA to like do fishing type shit. Where like, he'll catch a lobster. I don't know what the fuck it is. A different kind of fish, right? It's some fish you don't can't get in certain areas and then he'll cook it right there on the spot and he'll, he'll show you how to cook it, show you what kind of tools you need. He's sponsored by, like, fucking uh, those types of companies, you know, right? They give him free, like, camping-type gear so that he can sponsor it and, like, promote it on his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And, like, now that's his life, right? And that, honestly, seeing that is kind of what inspired me to, like, make, one, the podcast because I really enjoy talking and, like, giving my opinion on shit. And, two, like, I'm really into, like, making my own TikToks and shit about stuff I like. Like, I'm a big anime fan, so whenever... I have an opinion about an anime or just something I feel like fucking discussing. I throw that shit on TikTok. Like, I do it for fun, but at the same and time, it I, catches on, bro. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, hey, people
1: like to see this shit. Yeah. And I mean, you got to just explore different avenues because I mean, like, your TikTok could open the door for the podcast, you know, like later on, you get in somewhere, you do something, you know or like vice versa. I don't know. Things like that work out, man. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Well, let's move on to the hypothetical moment.
1: The hypothetical for this episode,
0: which is kind of weird we started talking about like personal businesses and shit and it's kind of business related. Which company would you choose if you could be the CEO of any company? That's easy. Is it? Well, what would you pick?
1: Funko. Funko, like the Funko Pops? Yeah, so if people don't know what Funko is, I collect these little bobbleheads and they make them for like everything. And the CEO of that company looks like a fucking happy dude. <laughs> what the fuck? You seen pictures of him? Yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures of him. He's like the type of dude that wears like really uh, like outlandish fucking suits. Okay. He's got like checkered fucking blazers and shit. And like polka dotted, like bow ties and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because he's about to uh, step down from CEO and he's going to become C CEO or something like that. He's going to become like the chief um, fun creator or something like that. It's like a crazy position, dude. Like, you wouldn't okay. even think about it. Like chief creative officer or something kind like that. Kind
0: of where he just lets the board do what they do, but he still owns a majority of the company.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's just basically like the the guy making the calls, you He's know? the creative. Yeah, guy. yeah. So I would definitely be the CEO of that company because I feel like they're doing a lot of good things, a lot of great things. Like this shit is not a toy. Like adults collect this shit. They fight over this shit. Like people wait in lines for this product. It's fucking crazy, dude. And I know being CEO, like, I can get whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) All right. That's true. You can just make your own shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever you want. Like, if you can't make it, like, one of your employees has to have it and you can take it. (laughs) Just collect that shit? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I take it, but I mean, like, hey, you know, really like that Funko you have there. (laughs) Because there's some really expensive ones, bro. I sold a fucking, what was it? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan for like 700 bucks. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's because the Star Wars community is fucking And ridiculous. I got that shit for like 30 bucks, you know? I'm, I'm like a Star Wars fan, but like... Come on, bro. $700 isn't just going to be sitting there.
0: That's true. That's true. That's a pretty good one. Something like that you personally collect. So, like, you want to just own that company. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, was th- I've been, I thought about it a little bit and I was like... I could pick something crazy, like, big, you know? Like, I could be the CEO of Walmart and just fucking... Own own all the WalMarts
1: have three sixty five lawsuits all the time. <laughs> Is that do they have lawsuits all the time? I'm sure, bro. they have like
0: <laughs> the richest family in the world. Like, what are, they're called? Like the uh, are they the, the Wallen family or whatever? Like, there's like seven of them. Yeah, and, it's Wallen, and they're all billionaires.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Like one of them runs the company mainly, but they all they're all billionaires in their own ventures too. Yeah, yeah, right. So I could be I could do that, you know, kind of that generational wealth. Where, like, I own Walmart, so, like, my family's good all the way down to my fucking second generation great grandkids.
1: <laughs> like, we're set. That's what I'm trying to do, too, dude, with my business ventures. Like, I don't. Like, I know these mini pancakes won't get me to, like, generational wealth, but I feel like it's a step to something that would, you know?
0: Well, even if it doesn't get you, like, super generational wealth, like, fucking. You get a pop-in restaurant or something, you can always pass that down to a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or even if they don't want it, you sell the company, you got some money there, you know, to venture into other things. Yeah, to, like, propel whatever their dream is. Yeah, because, I mean, the big, big goal is uh, passive income, bro.
0: That's true, because I know a guy, well, not personally, but, like, I follow these people on YouTube, and one guy, he's got, like, young kids, right? They're, like, 10 or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how... Everything he's doing now, even though it's like his passion and like he's making his money his way, if his kids aren't into what he likes, he's still going to have the money. Like he'll be willing to drop a hundred thousand to like put his kid into whatever he wants to do. Right? Like, Let's say his kid wants to fucking start a certain kind of business. Like he's going to front the money or he wants to be able to anyway, front the money and completely bet on his kid to succeed in the avenue that he's going to like try to carve out. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's true, right? You don't necessarily need to have the money where like your kid grows up a trust fund kid, but like if you have the money where you're like, hey, my kid can experiment in all kinds of different things to see what he genuinely wants to succeed in, you know, like, and you can be like, oh, I can fucking front you on all that. That's fucking dope.
1: Yeah, for sure, bro. If
0: I was going to be the CEO of a company, I mean, I feel like Walmart or Amazon, like those are like obvious choices just for money, you know? Yeah. But I think if I really picked one, I I don't know. Wait, first of all, if you own a team, is that
1: a CEO of a company? I don't know, bro. I don't know if owners are CEOs because CEOs like... Are like teams companies? They're like companies. I don't think they are. I mean, that's uh, that's a hard-ass question. I'm
0: not sure. I feel like they're money-making companies, but I don't know if you would call the guy who owns... The guy who like runs it, the CEO, like the CEO of the Raiders.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess soccer teams have... uh,
0: CEOs yeah I would want to own a soccer team I would probably want to own my favorite soccer team
1: oh the Mexico one yeah oh, that's
0: Cruz Azul. that'd be dope that'd be cool
1: yeah
0: I want either that if it's not a soccer team then the Boston Celtics and I want like all decisions like I want to fucking be the dude who's like like my fucking rule is law you know so like because in sports people always do the fantasy leagues the draft all that shit for fun you know yeah but if I'm at if I'm the actual CEO the fucking dude making the rules you know, I want to see what I can do, see what I can pull off with, like, my favorite teams.
1: Making the calls, dude, like, oh, shit, we're going to stack this team this year. I don't care if we go bankrupt.
0: Yeah, money-wise, money you know, like, you're fine. You're CEO of any big thing, you're good. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll be all set up fucking 401k and tax return dividend, all that shit. I'm fine. I don't care. It doesn't really matter what company you pick. But if you want to do something cool, like... I'm either going to be the owner of a team or I'm going to fucking own the Jordan brand.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of lost, dude. Cause I wonder if like CEOs are owners or it's if true. there's two separate things, you know, because I think
0: there can, I think it's, I think it's both either. You're the CEO and you own it or you're the C or you're the uh, owner and the CEO and you have a CEO. Yeah, that's fucking Cause weird. you can be the CEO of your own company and own it. Yeah. Yeah. But then you can also like be an owner and have a CEO. H- hire a ceo like someone who's got experience because yeah, I mean, business. at the end
1: of the day the call is going to be on the owner i feel like yeah Cause i feel like if you're an owner and you hire a ceo it's because you don't know enough about the team you just bought it as like an asset
0: yeah there's also weird rules too like ceos usually have the final say depending on like what percentage of their companies they actually own because like They do, like, if it's a big-ass board, you know, you gotta, like, it's like a vote system. You gotta have enough percentage of the company that actually wants to do something. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're, like, the uh, tell-all, be-all, like, I think if Jeff Bezos or fucking Steve Jobs, like, I think those dudes, like, what they say pretty much goes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because they're, like, a fucking name, you know? Exactly. Right on, man, yeah. So I went with Funko and you went with uh, Cruz Azul. Yeah.
0: Sports franchise for sure. I'm going to own my favorite team of something.
1: That's cool, man.
0: Because I get to make all the fucking rules, bro. That'd be dope. I'd probably fuck them up, though. I feel like I wouldn't know enough. I'd be like, you know what? We're buying this, dude. Fuck it.
1: I'd probably fuck it up, too, because there's a lot of, like, Funko Pops. And I'm like, why did they even make
0: that? Oh, like fandoms you don't give a shit <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. i only make, make, like, it. fandoms I care about. There's, like, Twilight Pops, and you're like, fuck this, bro. Nobody, nobody wants this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nah, I think you wouldn't. I think when it comes to that, like Funko and shit, I would take advantage. Like if I own that, I would take advantage of pretty much everything. I'd be like, you know, you fucking turn on TV and you're like, oh, what? Fucking Housewives of Atlanta is the highest rated show on TV, even if it isn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. If it is, you're like, oh, all right, fuck it. Housewives of Atlanta line. (laughs) (laughs) Hunting the Yeti. (laughs) It just whatever the whatever the fuck the most popular thing is, you can make a fucking bobblehead of it.
1: Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man.
0: People buy the sports ones. People buy like fucking super. St- they don't they have them for? They literally have them for everything. Everything, man. Like Parks and Rec, The Office, like they're about all to come shit. out
1: with like literal cereal box ones.
0: Like they come in cereal.
1: No, like uh, so like a little figure of a cereal box. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a tricks box or something, you know. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So literally everything.
0: All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. You can check us out on. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at the educated duo or the uneducated duo. Yeah. I think some of them are just uneducated duo and some of them are the uneducated duo.
1: Yeah, but usually you can find like all our other social media off just one. Yeah.
0: True. So look us up and
1: Etsy store's still up for anybody that's listening.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just made myself a bunch of new shirts so that like I could rock them on the podcast, you know? Got got some rolling they're pretty simple but i fucking like it i've actually had so many ideas for shit bro that like run through my head and i'm just like damn i really want to make
1: this well you guys actually have a machine so i mean you can make that shit no but, yeah but i'm talking
0: about like so you know how i told you like people like rocking baseball jerseys even if you don't play or watch baseball yeah like, yeah it's just a thing that's in like pop culture now you know people like that people like the hats I want to get, like, a baseball jersey made with, like, the uneducated duo thing on it, like, running down, like, where it says, like, the uneducated duo, like, on one side of the jersey. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fucking dope. And then you just on the back, like, whatever my favorite number is or whatever your favorite number is, you know, just, like, as a jersey number. Yeah. I think that'd be fucking dope.
1: That would be pretty dope. But uh, for that, you guys got to share, share, share. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. And also, a lot of these ideas are, like, so so part of, so inclined towards my own personal taste you know because like i've thought about making myself like shit that's like for sure something i would wear but i'm not sure something other people would wear yeah <laughs> just so i could rock it but i'm in total support and to fucking
1: check out what's the pancake thing uh delicia's la poblanita
0: and it's on Instagram and Facebook right now? Yeah,
1: we're on Instagram and Facebook. I, I got a TikTok up too. So it's you
0: know. local to like the Treasure Valley in Idaho. Yeah. If somebody wants to order it, but I'm going to fucking try it. And uh, hopefully some of the people I know fucking check it out because it sounds good, bro. I'm fucking with some like delicious ass funnel cakes and pancakes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope you guys check it out and uh, hopefully it's successful, man. Then Maybe I won't have time for the podcast though, so shit.
0: We'll just do it in your truck or your restaurant.
1: I have to take my fucking, uh, my Sundays off. I'll, I'll pull a Chick-fil-A.
0: Well, either way, dude, recording days are flexible. We can record on a different day if it, like, fucking deter, doesn't deter from your uh, other ventures. Business, yeah. yeah, like, I'm cool
1: with it. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for the shout-out, and uh, make sure to share, share, share. Peace.
0: Peace.